0: This is the podcast by The Straits Times.
1: Hey, now it's time for our regular sports uh, segment, Game of Two Halves, every Monday, around about this time at 5 15, where hosts the sports uh, podcasters are uh, from The Straits Times. Well, I'm Bern Lima, with me are sports uh, correspondents uh, David Lee and Sazali Aziz. Guys, welcome back to the show. Hi, minute. Minute. Nice to be on. Okay. Now, last week we discussed the dilemmas faced by top European football leagues as the coronavirus forces the world uh, of a professional sports to kind of come to, to a complete standstill. And the ramifications, avoiding the results or finalizing the current standings, is, is really something that everybody's concerned about. Now, this week we talk more about the effects of professional footballers. So, players from Juventus and Barcelona they have agreed to take uh, pay cuts, but the Professional Footballers Association of England is not. Not keen on this. Why, why is that so?
2: I think it's a bit misunderstood. I think the PFA have, have come out and said and they are keen for players to help financially in some way, but what they have taken issue with is the pressure that is being put on them by the authorities, the the UK government, uh, in particular the health secretary Matt Hancock. And I can certainly completely understand this this uproar. You know, Premier League footballers are, are very well paid, handsomely paid, but at the same time there are so many other individuals in the UK and all over the world, you know, like CEOs or individual businessmen who have not been, you know, called out to make contributions, you know, by the uh, health secretary. So I'm guessing this is the reason. The PFA and, and, you know, some footballers feel targeted, you know, they feel that they've been singled out, you know. Should they comply with any wage cut? I think they should and and I think they will, regardless of how badly the situation has been um. You know, after all, most footballers come from working-class backgrounds and and they realise, I'm I'm sure, they are in a a privileged position. But the image of clubs, however, has has taken a hit. I think so far, five Premier League clubs have put staff on the UK's uh, furlough scheme, the most high profile of which is Liverpool, with the others being Spurs, Newcastle. Bournemouth and Norwich. Given Spurs and Liverpool were among the top 10 biggest earning clubs in the world in 2019, they both raked in a combined uh, revenue of over €900 million. Euro. It reeks of
0: selfishness and, and maybe a, big, a bit of lack of uh, self-awareness. I disagree a, a little with what Sash said initially in the sense that I think the PFA has, has done a U-turn of sorts. You know, initially, I, I don't think they were very keen on wage cuts I think, you know, with uh, Barcelona, you know, accepting a a 70% wage cut, you know, Juventus uh, agreeing to a four-month, they they don't take salaries for, for four months. I think just from an ethical standpoint, EPL players should take a pay cut in such testing times, technically because they are not working, but also to help alleviate the pressure on their clubs. So a uh, credit to people like Bournemouth, uh manager Eddie Howe, you know he's come out voluntarily take a pay cut uh, but also the bigger picture point of view is is that you know these players don't kill their own golden Goose because if teams are not getting ticket sales or broadcast money. Some could be in financial danger and this has a direct impact on the players themselves. I'm no economy expert, but the PFA has suggested that, you know, the UK healthcare system may be affected from any pay cuts because the footballers, they contribute quite a lot of tax from their multi-million uh, salaries. Uh, also, from a legal point of view, I, I wonder whether the players have a case to stand their ground because they have contracts that determine how much they get paid. But, you know, just from, from a moral and ethical standpoint, I think they, they, they should take a pay cut.
1: Well, from from the uh, BBC Sports reported uh, that uh, we caught up earlier that uh, if, they, if they're they going to forsake the salary uh, up to 30%, it was the working numbers, almost up to $880 million, uh, Singapore dollars will be forfeited uh, by the government and hence uh, in, te- in terms of taxes. So there'll be some reduced uh, takings for the government as well.
0: Right, and that affects, you know, different sectors, you know, taxes are, are used for healthcare systems, education, all that. It could have an impact on all these sectors as well.
1: How about the situation back home? I mean, I know the Singapore Premier League just uh, just uh, got off uh, a few months ago. Are our footballers looking for a potential uh, pay cut too?
2: We reported last week that that several local-based SBL Singapore Premier League club, are mulling uh, pay cuts for their players. And this is because of the disruptions to the respective club jackpot earnings, which are a key revenue stream... Uh, for football clubs in Singapore. So, you know, while, while this makes sense operationally and, and you can certainly understand where they are coming from, you do have to feel for the players. You know, we were talking about Premier League players, you know, just a, a couple of minutes ago, but, you know, local players in, in the SPL uh, and in the region, in fact, are earning nowhere near what those in the UK are earning. You know, wages here, you know, range from maybe 4,000 on average to, you know, in the high hundreds, you know, so a significant wage cut of, you know, even 30% or, or 40%, you know, the numbers are bandied about uh, between 25 to as high as 50%, that uh, would affect them greatly, you know, and, and naturally players we have spoken to are concerned and are against such a move, you know, those with families are obviously most worried how it will affect their spending ability and even those who are single are fretting over uh, how it might affect them as well, you know, because they have savings and plans, like, you know, life, like, you know, uh, <laughs> getting married, buying mm-hmm. a house, that kind of thing. So, but there has been no official word from the FAS yet, other than they have been in consultation with the clubs and stakeholders and that they've always and will always place players' livelihood as the utmost priority. But, you know, we have had uh, yet to hear anything official from them. I think that that's
0: a vital point, Sazali brought here. Yes, here. Mm. Sorry, but, uh, mm. you know, we, we are not comparing apples with apples here. You know, world-class football stars, you know, the likes of Messi, Ronaldo, they make tens of millions a year through salary and endorsements. Mm. And a pay cut in the millions is unlikely to hurt them as much as, you know, the, the local scene where our local footballers, like like Sazali mentioned, are earning, you know, merely tens of thousands a year. And the cut of even a few thousand dollars is significant. Mm. You know, mm. Sazali wrote a story last week about how likely Sailors, they have come out to say that they will not cut player salaries. Obviously, as a privatized club backed by a multi-billion US listed internet company, you know, they have the means to do so. And it's heartening to know that they have been decisive in, in, in announcing this. It is also encouraging for to hear on the ground that discussions are ongoing to, to help the players. The Singapore Premier League, we all know it, it is not flush with cash like other major leagues. The club chairmen are, are volunteers, they don't take a salary. They are not obliged to come out of their own pockets, you know. But neither is it fair for the players... To take a hit when they are already not earning much to begin with, mm-hmm. I just feel that at this time of need, the, the government and the relevant authorities
1: must step in to help these people. Mm-hmm. These are indeed uh, tough times ahead. I really hope that uh, things will get back to normal as soon as uh, possible. I mean, now if you like the Straits Times, a game of two halves, you can listen to us live on Money FM eighty nine point three from about five uh, right about this time every Monday, or you can subscribe to hashtag uh, Game of Two House on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google podcasts or Spotify and like us and give us a rating now back to the second half of our conversation with our ST Sports uh, podcasters uh, David and Sazali well in a bit to kind of pream the trend of increasing local transmission of COVID-19 the Singapore government introduced a new circuit breaker measures that were enforced uh, they will be enforced uh, tomorrow that's uh, Tuesday uh, David how, how does this affect uh, sports in Singapore in general?
0: Okay so uh, the new measures effectively means that Sports will officially grind to a halt in Singapore from tomorrow. Uh, all sports and recreational facilities such as uh, swimming pools, country clubs, gyms, fitness studios, all these will be closed. Uh, this includes condominium sports facilities such as basketball courts, tennis courts, as well. However, Public parks and selected stadiums will remain open so that the public can can go there and exercise. But of course, they must practice safe distancing even in open spaces. Uh, Fitness studios told us that while their outlets were closed, uh, they will conduct online classes for their members. Uh, meanwhile, you know, Singapore pools they have also ceased their betting operations for a month. Um, this could potentially affect their revenue and possibly tote board support for the charity sector that also includes the national sports associations. But those in the industry whom I spoke to, um, they express confidence that the, stat board, the tote board has enough in reserves and the government in general will not cut back on their funding.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, when we're talking about You
2: mentioned sports grinding to a halt I think that this is You know, really the official stop But sporting activity in Singapore Had already been Greatly tapered down From, you know Even the move to to Orange in February and, and even more so With the introduction of The enhanced measures Two weeks ago So, I don't think Too many Singaporeans Will be complaining That they are unable to go Get their workout done At their private gym anymore Given the signs Were coming for, for quite a while But there are also Things that have happened Within the sports fraternity As a reason. Result of these restrictions and and latest measures that are actually not so doom and gloom, you know, some positive ones. You know, for example, we've seen some national athletes like Peng Jun, the swimmer, Ridwan, the boxer, and Constance Lian, the national uh, jiu-jitsu exponent. You know, they've taken to social media, done line workouts, post their regimen, encouraged their fellow Singaporeans to keep fit and healthy. And also, you know, National Sports Agency Sports Singapore are rolling out a number of interactive initiatives and activities for those at home, including seniors and the elderly that they can do at home to stay active. So, yeah, I think it's the end of outdoor sport as we know it for for now, but you know, I think it's not the end of, of being active.
1: Mhm. Well, most Singaporeans obviously are anticipating the uh the kind of official uh day whereby all the measures will happen which is uh, tomorrow. Uh, there were long queues uh, spotted at IKEA over the weekend. So, was it the same at uh, at major sports uh, stores too?
0: I really don't get the long queues at the home furnishing store. Is that new sofa, the new wardrobe or new curtain really a priority now, you wonder? But yes, uh, sales at sports stores have gone up almost twofold over the weekends at some stores. Decathlon said sales have increased uh, 43%, while Home Gym said their sales went up by 80%. You know, health and Fitness Equipment Supplier ID has also a- had also extended their working hours until midnight over the weekend to cope with the large orders for their products. Some popular items include dumbbells, yoga mats, toning bands, and even bigger items like treadmills, benches, and bicycles are sold out at some stores. I I think people are generally more health-conscious in these circumstances now And with many viewing, you know, having a strong immune system as a priority for them, it's very likely people are looking for ways to exercise. I mean, there's nothing much else to do to stay active these days. We can choose to be a slob and lie in bed all day or try to be as productive as as possible. I think it's, it's encouraging that Singaporeans are finding ways to stay active.
1: Mm-hmm. Wonderful to hear all that. Of course, uh, thank you very much once again, uh, David and Sazali. Thank you for joining us here on a game of two halves today, right here, Money FM 89.3. Thank you, guys.
0: That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. At